0: This is a Yokogawa Australia and New Zealand podcast. Welcome to Yokogawa Debunks, a conversation with industry experts which uncover the truth behind the many myths and misconceptions surrounding the industrial automation and instrumentation space. I'm your host, Sean Cahill, Marketing Manager at Yokogawa, Australia and New Zealand. Thank you for joining us today. In today's episode, we chat to our automation solutions innovator, Tom Hardy. Now, Tom joined Yokogawa in 2019, bringing with him a wealth of experience in automation and broader industry in general, and I'm pleased to have him as our first guest. Welcome, Tom.
1: Thanks, Sean. Great to be here.
0: So, Tom, today we've chosen to debunk a few misconceptions out there regarding cybersecurity, something which is probably one of the most pressing topics for many of the uh, industries um, around Australia and New Zealand at the moment, and especially around critical infrastructure sites, as industries struggle to defend themselves against malicious forces. So let's start our chat by addressing the first myth around cybersecurity. Now, some people say that cybersecurity breaches should not be a major concern because cyber attacks are covered by general liability insurance. So, Tommy, do you think there's any truth to that? Uh, no, Sean, absolutely not. Uh, they're not covered under general
1: liability. Uh, and you're right, cybersecurity is becoming a very hot topic at the moment, and mostly due to some of these more recent attacks on, on very large entities. You know, globally, we've got Mask, Toll, Twitter, Zoom – uh, and a little closer to home, we've got New South Wales Service, My Budget, uh, and Blue Scope Steel. And uh, it's estimated that on you know an average cybersecurity attack costs businesses $4 million. Uh, Toll recently experienced their second attack this year. Uh, it was pretty similar to the first attack. The, the same vulnerability, essentially, uh, had a massive impact on their services. Uh, it actually took down a lot of their systems for over a week. Uh, You know, Toll's IT group are not unskilled, uh, but they manage a network so large and and with so many endpoints that fully securing it is no easy feat. Now, these attacks are avoidable, though. Uh, They often leverage known vulnerabilities uh, and they target out of date systems. It only takes one small slip up, one item in the chain uh, for the entire system to be taken down. Uh, And while I said it's not covered under general liability insurance, There are more specific options out there. You can purchase cybersecurity liability insurance. Um, The fact that this actually even exists speaks to the growing risk of these attacks. In order to qualify for this insurance, you need certain protections in place. You need to make an effort. And at the end of the day, it's your responsibility that your IT systems are secure and that your data and your customers' data is safe. Uh, You don't need to be an expert, though. There's plenty of help and services
0: out there. I think it sounds like, um, with the risk being as high, that many people might be unaware of how vulnerable they actually are.
1: That's right, Sean. It's extremely risky out there, Uh, and not just for the big companies. Uh, Regardless of the size of your, your business, you need to be ready for these attacks.
0: I think there's a growing awareness, but I think what we are finding is that, in many cases, that there's still a lot of people who just actually don't know what the risk is. So thanks for clarifying that, Tom. Now another myth that we uh, we've identified is uh, how systems might be protected. Now many out there believe that antivirus and anti-malware installed in the systems will actually protect them from these cyber attacks. Yet we still see many organizations struggling to defend themselves this way. You mentioned earlier um, about Toll and Musk as uh, as as prime examples. Uh, so what do you think about this strategy and uh, do you think it's true that antivirus and anti-malware will, will be enough to protect people?
1: Yeah, generally not. I mean, antivirus and anti-malware software can only protect or cover you against known threats and known vulnerabilities. And this is very much a reactive protection method. Uh, and we see new viruses and new methods of attack each day, each growing you know, more and more dangerous. And we often don't know these problems or viruses exist until they've seen to be effective and they've taken someone down or, or brought a system to a halt. You know, until someone suffers from it, we don't know about it. Uh, only then can we react and patch these, these vulnerabilities and protect ourselves from them. So even still, you know, that patch takes time to develop and release and then even more time to deploy that patch to each and every computer on the network. You know, that attack that took down Mask a few years ago leveraged a vulnerability that was really old, six years old, research suggests. Uh, once this was known to the public, there was a Windows update within one month that fixed the issue.
0: Again, very much a reactive protection method. It sounds like there's quite a challenge here, and uh, it has broad-reaching effects. And so, Tom, it's very interesting that there's quite far-reaching effects, and um, there's a lot of areas that you need to cover as part of this. Now, there's another misconception I've got for you here, and I just want to gauge you particular. Uh, opinion on this one, so many business owners actually think that their companies are too small for a cyber attack. Now if that being the case, I mean, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, that one's a
1: classic. Uh, you know, cyber attacks are not always specifically targeted. In fact, really so. You know, a lot of these really effective attacks are just blanketed attacks that could affect anyone. You know, just because you're a small business or, or don't have personal data stored, that doesn't mean you're safe. Regardless of your business, you need to be prepared. Now, the smaller companies can feel these attacks even harder than the big ones. You know, as a small company, you probably don't have a large IT team to help with the recovery, or money to pay for uh, encryption ransoms. You know, their best defense is a solid recovery plan that includes regular backups to ensure that data loss is kept to a minimum.
0: Now, we do read from time to time about um, these uh, these these ransoms and. All sorts of figures come to mind, you know, millions, potentially tens of millions of dollars. I I mean, do you have any sort of insights into uh, the type of ransoms that that, uh, these uh, hackers are asking for right now? Yeah, look, they're generally pretty small amounts, but it it varies a lot.
1: You know, it could be anywhere from 800 US dollars to 0.1 of a Bitcoin per computer. You know, it's really not so bad if you've just got a few computers, but if you've got hundreds or even thousands, that dollar value really stacks up. Uh, keep in mind, though, paying the ransom rarely ends up in you actually getting your data back. But in the panic of the attack, it probably seems like a good
0: idea. I think it's a key indicator that protection is definitely the, uh, the most effective form of attacking defending yourselves in these areas. Now, now when we get specifically towards industrial control systems, um, people often think that a non-network system is going to be safe from, from attackers and, and viruses. In your experience, um, is, this, is this the case?
1: Yeah, that's also a very common belief, but you know, rarely these networks are are properly or fully isolated, and you'll always have you know operators or users connecting unknown devices, uh, unknown laptops, USB sticks, charging their mobile phones. You know, this sort of stuff enables virus intrusion without network connection. Also, as technology has progressed, we see less and less of these isolated systems. Companies need to join their IT and OT process to make certain operational improvements. The business network will have security protections in place, but these are really designed around supporting the business processes. And the business processes have different requirements for cybersecurity compared to that of a control system.
0: Thanks, Tom. I, I think, you know, this is a much broader topic than uh, this session can can cover in detail. But I think what you've done an excellent job today is uh, is identifying uh, and clarifying some of the myths there outside cybersecurity and, uh, and some of the challenges that industry faces. Uh, I'd like to thank you for your time today, Tom, and uh, joining me on this podcast. And uh, hope to see you in future in another episode. Thanks very much again. No worries. Thanks, Sean. Speak soon.